What's up SLPs? I am so excited. Today is a fun video with all of your frequently asked questions for new graduate students, CFs, and maybe you're in your first or second year being a speech pathologist and you've got questions. I've also got some really great tips for myself and other speech language pathologists to share with you. So let's get into it. A couple of weeks ago, I hit up the old Instagram family and shared a little bit of insight on what my clinical fellowship experience was like. I did not see what was coming my way with the responses that all of you had as far as similar experiences. And it was really eye-opening to hear from you that we've all kind of been there. We've all been in, you know, the thick of an IEP season or just a heavy caseload season. We've been the youngest members of an IEP team or any team, and we've felt maybe sometimes some judgment, or maybe there's a stigma about being a newer SLP that really just can be unsettling. And so I wanted to come with this perspective of having gone through that and sometimes still facing the same insecurities as well as answering your questions. Maybe you're nervous about what it's like to be on an IEP team and what you can do in terms of planning and time management and preventing burnout. First and foremost, the first question I got was about this idea of being the youngest member of a multidisciplinary team, whether you're in a hospital setting, you've got other speech language pathologists, you've got PTs, OTs, doctors, nurses, maybe you're in a school setting, so you've got, you know, psychologists, teachers, maybe OTs, PTs, other SLPs again, your ad administrators. And then, um, you know, even in the private practice world, if you go into a clinic, there's going to be SLPs of all seasons and all ages. I might use the phrase young SLP or clinical fellow. I'm not talking about your age. I'm more so talking about, you know, maybe your years of experience and how sometimes these limited years of experience seem to take on this idea that we don't know enough or we're not capable enough. And sometimes when we hear, directly hear those things or they're, um, implied in our workplace, we take that in, especially when you're new at a job that you already know you don't know everything about and hint, hint, you're not going to know everything about this job probably ever. That's the beauty of this job. There is always something to learn. There are always plenty of things to learn. There's always new information. There are always new perspectives that we should be listening to and learning from. And so realistically, when you are a clinical fellow or you're newer in the field, you're at such a beautiful place in your learning because you're at that point where you really truly understand that there is more to learn always going to be the case. Change is always going to happen. It is the one true constant in our field and in many fields. Having that mindset of knowing that, oh wait, my open-mindedness right now is really an asset is huge. So when I was asked the question, have you ever felt in like you were being told or just that you weren't as capable of being a speech language pathologist or taking on the clients that were given to you? Um, you know, maybe have you ever felt you're going to do them a disservice? Absolutely, I have felt that way. How did I get past it? By one, listening to the voices that were telling me that I could do it. Yes, there were plenty of voices in my own head. Also people kind of alluding to the fact that, well, you're young, you know, you just don't know. Here, let me, let me do it for you. Let me take this case for you. And I, because I had even though they were few, I had people and mentors in my life telling me I could do it, that all I needed to do is try. And you know, 
a trust in the mistakes and that the mistakes were going to lead me into learning and knowing and growing that I could do it. And it helped me really feel a little bit more confident in where I wasn't comfortable as a new speech pathologist. So that's my answer there. Yes, I have felt it. How did I get past it? I chose to dive more into the uncomfortable and I chose to ask questions. And I think that's really, as a new speech pathologist, that's again, something that is so important and powerful is knowing where to ask questions. Here's the thing, you know where to go to, you have the resources, you've got, you know, old professors, you've got your colleagues from graduate school that you can always go back to. Start a Facebook group with them, have that collegiate support with your comfortable support system to then ask ask questions. You also might be on a team with people that maybe have already worked with this client for a while that you can ask questions to, or you know, seasoned SLPs in a school district that you can always ask questions to. There's nothing wrong with asking questions. It doesn't show that you don't know. It shows that you're willing to learn and that you're willing to grow. Does that make sense? Because I think sometimes with, it, with asking questions, we feel like, oh, we're gonna show that we don't know something and that we're incapable. Mm -mm, not at all. You know where to ask the question. You know what question to ask. That's all it shows. And that's a great and beautiful thing. So keep doing that. Something else that was asked, this is along the lines of being nervous about striking that perfect work-life balance. The question came in like this, how do I reduce physical stress at work? Sometimes I feel tension throughout the day, even though I don't necessarily feel stressed. Well, I'm going to turn you over to my mindfulness hacks, as I like to call them. There are so many different things that you could try, and it does come down to trial and error, whether it's setting up a good morning routine for yourself and getting up a little bit early, whether it's making sure, maybe it's just making sure you're getting good sleep at night. Maybe you need eight hours, maybe you need nine, maybe you need seven. Figure out what works for you. Um, maybe it's having little pieces in your day where you can turn and say, you know what? I'm gonna take a breath right now. I'm gonna build in this breathing exercise after lunch. Um, it could be, you know, a, we've talked a lot about this and I do have a video coming out on this shortly, um, but it could be setting boundaries and how, you know, just making sure when you're thinking about reducing that stress, when you're thinking about building a work-life balance that suits you, you want to make sure that you're asking yourself, what are my priorities in life? What are my priorities as a human? Yeah, we have priorities as speech pathologists, but also make sure that first and foremost, you're taking care of your personal priorities. And that means setting boundaries both out of work and at work in order to serve that and protect your energy. I think that physical tension sometimes comes again just from maybe knowing that I'm in a new environment, knowing that I'm new at something and wanting to, I know a lot of SLPs who are like me in this, wanting to do everything correctly the first time we try it. Now I'm not saying that's where all that physical tension comes from, but I definitely have had that feeling of almost that perfectionism where I don't wanna mess up on an evaluation, I don't wanna mess up in an IEP meeting and I don't wanna do this, I don't wanna do that. And really, you've got to, again, make sure that you're taking time for maybe weekly or bi-weekly or whatever, but that self-reflection. And really, I'll be honest, the best way I can advise you to kind of get past this is to get comfortable making mistakes, get comfortable messing up. And what I mean by that, I'm not saying you're gonna be making a mess all the time or making those same mistakes all the time, but 
when you're new and you're learning, these are there are going to be millions of things that you did not come across in graduate school that you will come across as a new SLP and even 10 years down the road. So when you trust that the mistakes can help you learn, a lot of that physical tension is going to be released. Another thing that will really set you free with your mindset is trusting that another person's opinions of you literally do not matter because another person's opinion of you or maybe you're feeling like there might be some judgment or you're worried about what another person might think of you, it gives a lot of attention to those possible or maybe probable opinions, but it also takes your energy and time and thoughts and emotions to pour into all of this when really they don't matter because you're new, you're learning, you're growing. So having that confidence of, you know what? Yeah, I make mistakes. I, you know, what somebody says or thinks about that really is none of my business. Cause it's not, it is none of your business. What another person thinks about you, right? That's on them. Those are their thoughts. They have to, you know, they own them. You don't own them. Just like they don't own what you're capable of. They don't own how you view yourself. And so, letting go of that and and trusting you know yeah i make mistakes and yes i learn from them i mean it's what we teach our students it's growth mindset mistakes are okay they help us learn so just start embracing the mistakes that's the best way i can say that when it comes to building that work-life balance in i think a really huge thing which i have talked about in previous videos i talk about this a lot on instagram and my TikTok, is having ways as adults having ways to play building something in, maybe it's on a daily basis, maybe it's on a weekly basis, where you can play, where you can either be you know, super creative and that's really fun for you, whether it's you know, doing a puzzle and that's really fun for you, playing board games with a loved one. My thing was, when I, especially when I was CF, I was so blessed that I decided to take a community course um, in comedy improv once a week and I was just out there with my community taking off my SLP hat and playing, full on playing, becoming different characters getting, you know, learning and making mistakes in that zone of proximal development, so to speak, which honestly, I'll be real, real quickly tangential with you, but that helped me a lot in meetings and presenting things to other staff members and even just pushing into classrooms. Just having ways where we are allowing ourselves to be free, to be, um, not worried or concerned about what other people think of us in a playful, fun form is so important to do. It does help us not only take those things into our workplace, but it helps us build that work-life balance and take ourselves outside of, you know, being a speech pathologist because yes, this job is so great. We are in such a huge place of service, no matter what population we work with. But if we are serving others at that capacity, we have got to be prioritizing ourselves. We have got to be living authentically and really, you know, having those abundance mindset things outside of our workplace so we can strike that perfect work-life balance. Thank you so much for your questions in this round of FAQs. Part two on advice for CFs and new SLPs will be coming to you next week, so stay tuned. Other than that, please like, subscribe, and hey, leave a comment. Maybe say one thing you're grateful for. Maybe it's one reason you're grateful for your job as an SLP. One reason you're grateful for your graduate school. One reason you're grateful for your CF experience. Whatever it is, say thanks more. All right, I'll see you in the next one.